Hey folks, this is Sheck Sports once again, live from McDaniel College. I'm here with my fellow fraternity brothers of Phi Kappa Sigma. Uh, good times, had a great game today. They lost, but came here for mostly to catch up with people, including my special second guest of the show, Brandon Davis. Uh, we're going to be talking about soccer today, not college football. Um, so we're going to mostly talk about Manchester United, which is our favorite team, of course. Uh, Brandon, you can, you can take it away on this one. Absolutely. Uh, great win today. Came back from 2-0 down to win 3-2. I think in a result that would have saved Jose Mourinho's career, at least until January, if I were to say so myself. Uh, a lot of talk coming into this weekend about him facing the axe pretty soon. Uh, reports coming out from the media saying that he would be sacked after this game, regardless of the result, um, I don't believe in that. I think that he did enough today to save himself, at least until January. Uh, it was great goals, absolutely. Juan Mata, class free kick. Yeah. Martial showing a little bit of flair to score great. a goal. And then the 90th minute, having Alexis Sanchez showing uh, that he deserves a place in this team, uh, which is something that you don't really hear much because he's been really a shadow of his former self from Arsenal. Since he uh, since he joined, but I'm really glad that he showed a little bit of brilliance today to score. Definitely, and I think it was great that he uh, proved that he deserved to be in the starting eleven. Yeah, yeah, great points. Uh, I think that you know, I, I again, I didn't watch the game. Brandon was kind of updating me during our football game that they won. Um, I was impressed. I, I to myself, I thought, look, you know, if they were going to lose this game. To me, I thought Mourinho would be sacked within the next week or so. Obviously, they won, which is great. You know, 3-2. Um, it's, it's, it's a good win. Obviously, the goals are much needed. Um, you know, I've been saying for a long time, you know, honestly, I mean, since 2012-13, since Sir Alexson left, you know, I, we've had a bunch of managers, and, and I think that it's not just the manager that's the issue here, which I know a lot of people within the soccer world – whether it's friends or colleagues have told me, you know, there's a lot more to a team than just the manager's decisions. It's, it's the players themselves. Uh, there can be a lot of factors resulting in why they lose or why one player doesn't produce as much in the, in the money. Uh, something that Brandon and I were talking about earlier was the transfer market. Um, I know that's, you know, I think that's a big topic because of the way it's kind of just run um, and how a lot of teams are basically spending money for big players. So, I mean, Brandon, what do you, what do you think if, if, if you know, Mourinho's going to say, what's the factor that's really keeping this team from just really playing soccer and achieving what they need to do as a club? Absolutely. Uh, I think in the transfer market, we definitely needed to strengthen the squad in the summer. It's something that didn't happen. Uh, we were able to acquire a few players, but they were youngsters that still need to be blooded into the squad. They still need a year or two before they're completely up to speed with the Premier League. Uh, they're not exactly the quality that we need now. I think everybody understood that we needed to strengthen the defensive line. It's something that we didn't do. Definitely. Um, Mourinho stated very heavily that we weren't going to attack uh, we weren't going to add attacking talent to the squad. I think that's completely accurate. Any manager that walks into a squad on paper and they see that we have the likes of Lukaku, Alexis Sanchez, Rashford, Martial, Pogba, you don't need anybody else. It's been pretty public knowledge that our center backs have been lacking in the past couple of years. 
And that's what we needed to strengthen. I think the issue with Manchester United is with the board and the ownership itself. Mourinho can provide a list of people that he needs and that he thinks will strengthen the squad. But if they don't honor his wishes, then ultimately it's going to hurt. And this summer we asked pretty publicly for the likes of uh, Koulibaly, Skirinar from Inter, Mm -hmm. and we didn't get anybody. We ended up with a 19-year-old from Porto that played five weeks in the Portuguese first division. That's not going to help in the Premier League when we're trying to beat Liverpool and Man City. We can't continue with the same back line we've had since 2012 when Sir Alex retired. We can't expect to win a title with Chris Smalling and Phil Jones as a center-back partnership. It's just never going to happen. Yeah, yeah, good points. I, I think a lot of it, too, is with Strauss leaving, I think the ownership maybe is a little, quote-unquote, traditional in the sense of that they want these guys that have kind of been the faces of the team to just stay in the positions they're playing in. When I think, you know, you really need to have a new breed um, of players for the team. You know, I mean, face it, you know, Manchester United, you know, Man City, they're really the face of Manchester right now in soccer. I mean, look, they've won, what, like five titles in the last, you know, a couple of seasons or three titles, whatever. But, you know, they're a team where they go after these, you know, these young guys, they make changes. Pep is is is, is phenomenal as a manager and, and he does what he needs to do. Um, so I don't really know the situation there, but to me, the ownership at Man City is a lot more flexible and actually, you know, says, look, use the money we have to buy the best players possible. Don't stick to the status quo and just win games. You can win them. Um, so I agree. I, you know, I, obviously we spent a lot of money with Lukaku and Pogba, you know, it's a hard, maybe double-edged sword for me because, you know, Pogba played great in the world cup, but I just don't sometimes see his passion for Manchester United on the field. I think that he's slacking a little bit, and I don't know what it is. Maybe it's personal reasons. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe he doesn't feel like he has the players in the midfield to pass him the balls that will be really great goals. Maybe he's thinking about, you know, where am I going to be in three years or so so forth. And, I mean, you know, Kulkaku, I'm watching him in Everton, and, and honestly, I never thought he would come to United, but when he did, I thought it was a great move for the club, and he's obviously helped us out a lot, but I don't know. I think that they need to obviously restructure the midfield, maybe make some changes. I think, you know, look, every player is going to have to come to the realization that the game is going to end for them one day. They need to replace some old faces, um, but, you know, I, I like what Brandon said. If, if I'm you know, the ownership, I think that you, A, need to stick with uh, Mourinho and B, like, let him do his job because then I think if they allow him to actually make changes and co- and manage the way he needs to manage, it would be different. Um, because, look, you know, I think Manchester United fans, you know, of course I'm being biased. I think they're the best fans in the world. Um, you know, this club's been around since before, you know, t- the 20th century. Um, they're one of the greatest of all time, but I, I think that, you know, they need to get that title. They need to reestablish their supremacy in the Premier League. You know, they can't just keep finishing fifth, sixth in the league, even third or fourth. They need to get that one title to really push themselves back up to the top of the table. Um, so, I mean, if you're a Manchester United fan, I know that you're very passionate about the sport. What do you, if you had a, a five-year plan of what to accomplish and what needs to be done, what would you say? Yeah, so I think at the moment the club needs to stick with Mourinho. Mm-hmm. 
I think whether it's him in five years or not, uh, we need some continuity. If you look at our club since Sir Alex retired, it's been two managers in four years, three managers in four years. It's been a little crazy. Um, Moyes obviously was a experiment that failed. Van Gaal played horrible football, didn't help the squad at all. The hierarchy at Manchester United brought in Mourinho on the basis that he was going to win and help the club move forward. I think that when Manchester United as a football club brought Mourinho in, they knew exactly what they were getting into. They knew how he was as a manager. He is the type of manager that plays defensive football. He has a system that works for him, has always worked for him, and it's brought him success, whether it's been in Spain, in Italy, in Portugal, wherever. And now he's brought it to United, and people have complained that instead of playing the attractive attacking football that Manchester United has been known for, he's playing too defensive, and it's not good. But the thing is, I think he knew that he was walking into an aging squad. Uh, The squad was not good enough. The football that was played under Louis van Gaal was absolutely dire. It was terrible. Um, And look at at what he's done in the past two seasons. He walked in and he brought us to an FA Cup uh, final. He brought us to a Europa League title. He won the EFL Cup with us. And he's brought in a multitude of great players. Um, I think we've gotten a little bit unlucky with some of the signings that we've had. Uh, Di Maria obviously didn't work out the way that we hoped. It was the record transfer at the time. Yep. Um, players like Falcao on loan obviously didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people look at the expenses that Manchester United um, monetarily have spent versus Man City, they're a little bit closer uh, than I would have liked, but they spent all this money on players that necessarily haven't worked out right. the way we would hope. Yeah. So the players that we actually play week in and week out – um, I think we get good value out of them. But, you know, it's it's still on Mourinho now to strengthen that squad, get players in the areas that we know we need to fix, primarily the defensive line. And I think that's something we need to look forward to in January uh, because at the moment, if we continue with the players that we have back there, our season's not going to work out that well. Yeah, no, solid point. Um, I agree with everything you're saying. You know, for me, again, I think you stick with Mourinho no matter what. If you're talking about any sport in general, the context, I think it's always a, a red flag if you get rid of your head of the team midway through the season or at any point in the season because I think that you just need to finish it out. Um, you know, Honestly, look, if Manchester United gets rid of Mourinho, I see no difference in what their win percentage would be as opposed to losses. I think that really doesn't make a good uh, transition for the next guy coming in because, A, you're taking the reins of one of the greatest clubs in the history of football, as we like to refer it as, even though in America we call it soccer. Yeah, and um, <laughs> no, no, then you're good. And B, um, you know, you can't just walk into a culture that's been so built and expect to just take the reins. Obviously, the players will have their um, they'll have their perceptions and and what they're expecting from their leader of the squad. So yeah, I think it's big. Right. I I think they need to replace you know a few people. Um, it's it's an interesting I think it's an interesting time for the club in general. I think that it's really they're at a crossroads of what is our identity want to be right. in the future and I I don't mean to, you know, rail on this too much, but I think that if you're Manchester United, you know, we talk about the Champions League and all these away tournaments, but in a way 
I think if I'm the ownership, I'm I'm if if I have a list on my if I have a list of what I want to accomplish, I'm saying first is the Premier League, then it's Champions League, and then you know it's just whatever else needs to be accomplished because. At this point, you know, I have a buddy who's a, uh, he's a native, you know, he's an Englishman. Uh, he's went to school in Manchester. He's a Man U fan for life. And from him, a lot of perceptions in the city are that, frankly, you know, United is kind of too attached to the past when they need to be focused on the present and the future. Because, look, you know, I'm sure you'll agree with me. I would rather have Liverpool or any other team win the title as opposed to Man City because, A, Man City is just a powerhouse, and B, you know, you obviously, if you have your rival, want to be at least in the same statute as them. Um, you know, I remember watching the first game of the season of Man City. I think they won seven to nothing, and I was thinking that, you know, there's no way we're going to beat these guys if we can't make changes that are necessary. Because, frankly, they're so well put together that Kevin De Bruyne, I know he's injured, could sit out the entire season and they could win the title. Without a doubt. So, and that's what I'm kind of thinking right now. Right. And to build off your point, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that you would think about sacking a manager seven weeks into a season. Mm -hmm. At the point of this recording, people aren't calling for Klopp to be sacked Mm -hmm. when they're also three games without a win. Yep. They lost to Chelsea to knock him out of the EFL Cup like we lost to Derby. Yep. They drew to Chelsea in the league. And then they lost to Napoli in the Champions League. Yep. Um, the same thing goes for Man U. We're three wins. We're winless in three. Yep. But, um, you know, nobody's calling for Klopp to be sacked. I think you would at least give Mourinho until January before you would make a decision. If you take a look at it, we still have a ton of games left to play. We are unbeaten in the Champions League, if you want to rely on that fact. We're the only English team still unbeaten. Second in the group behind Juventus. I think we absolutely have a great chance of progressing yep. with Juventus. But, you know, if you, if you look at it, we're not as bad as we could be. I know we, yeah. have a, we have a tough schedule coming up, but I think with the win today, we can absolutely build on it and yep. we will be fine. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, I think at the same time, if you're a fan of the club, um, as anything in life, you have to just take a step back and look. I get it. You know, when you're a fan of any sports team in any league, you expect to win all the time. But at the same time, you know, I think people need to realize that, you know, one man is only as powerful as he can be. You know, I get it. You know, I'll take a personal example. So, um, uh, new NYCFC, right? You know, they're in the Major League Soccer. There's no comparison to the play of the game. But, you know, their first season in the league, they didn't make the playoffs. Everybody said, well, you know, their manager should get, should get sacked, which, you know, Jason Christ did. But in a way, you have to realize that, you know, it takes a lot to play in the English Premier League. You know, it's probably the best league in the world. Um, you have these great clubs, these great rivalries. So, you know, you're always going to lose. No team is perfect. I mean, for me, I think Man City has to come to a point where they're going to have to lose games to realize that, look, we need to maybe improve on some things. I'm sure Manchester United will have a great run in the future, and they'll be looking back on this time and said, well, you know, we really struggled, but now we're doing great. We're winning games. You know, Man City's losing games. So I'm sure they're going to experience what Man City's experiencing in maybe a few years from now or maybe five years or ten years. Um, 
But I'm hoping, I would say, you know, I would hope at least from five years from now that we do get a, a title. Um, I don't really know, you know, if Mourinho leaves, I can't really think of a manager that would replace him. A, because most of the people that I would think of are already retired. B, it may just be ownership's preference. You know, the only person I could think of that I don't even know where he's at right now is um, former Liverpool manager Brendan Rodgers. Um, I liked him, but I don't know if he's a good fit for the club. Again, the only other person I could really see is maybe Garrett Southgate. But you know what? I may be wrong on that. I see Brandon shaking his head, and that's okay. I want to hear his input. But just for me as a fan, I don't know who would replace Mourinho in general. I, I don't know who would even be willing to take the job because of the pressure it takes with the club. There's zero chance that Brendan Rodgers takes over at Manchester United. I Not your, a I chance. There is zero chance that that would ever happen. And that's fine. Just conflicting with his time at Liverpool, it's not going to happen. Gareth Southgate as well. Uh, he just signed a new long-term deal with the England FA to extend his contract to the 2020. Uh, what is it? 2024, 2022 World Cup. Yep. Um, absolutely will not happen. The names that have been thrown around at the moment are Zidane. Don't think that's happening either. Um, Jardim for Monaco. I don't think that that's going to happen. There is literally no one that could step into this role at the moment. Like I said before, it would be foolish to sack a manager seven weeks into the season before anything's even taken shape. There's no reason to fire someone without a plan in place for who's going to succeed after him. You know what I mean? If you were to fire Mourinho at this point and bring in the caretaker managers, let Carrick and the assistants kind of take over, there's still going to be no way because the squad needs so much help that in January when we need to recruit players, if we were to go into the transfer market with no manager, no style, no plan for the future, Mm -hmm. nobody's going to come here. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So just thinking about that, I think it would be – just foolish to sack him now and not stick with him until January. I think if we were to move forward and we were still in the bottom end of the league, if we were out of Europe, um, if we were to get knocked out of the FA Cup, then by all means, you can sack the manager due to poor results. But for right now, having a win today, still being in Europe, second in our group, still having the FA Cup to play, there's a lot of games still to play, and we could definitely progress for what we're doing. I, I think it's it's wise to stick with him. Yep, yep, totally agree. My kind of my mentality in that was um, just you know if they were to move on next season with the new manager, who would they choose? But again, I like Mourinho. Um, you know, I'll admit I I I like him. I get his mentality. Look, he's so focused on winning and and improving. You know, when I watch games, I'm I kind of am in a way jealous of clock because he's always just very energetic on the sideline you know i'd like to see a guy who's just even if you're losing you're you're just very you know you know you you express your emotions and i get but i understand Mourinho. he's just very focused and he's very detail-oriented and it's his personality so I, it's it's fine um i don't know i mean i think right now if we keep winning games i i would say our best result on my mentality is we finish maybe fifth or fourth in the league this season i think that honestly and again i know that they're the better team but i can't pick them to win the league i think it would turn out to be liverpool man city chelsea united 
Right. I think that's the top of the table. Um, well, they're not even a team that we support, but I just think Spurs are not going to finish in the top four. I think that they have some issues with themselves they have to work on. Um, so, you know, and again, look, I think Mourinho at this point with the win today, if I'm him, I'm just like, look, let's get through the season. Let's do the best that we can. And if I'm ownership, I think that they really need to, like you said, stick with his decisions and maybe just take reflection into what he needs to do as a, as a manager. Um, but either way, you know, I love this team. I'm watching the games. I love this league because, look, anything can happen. I mean, Leicester, Leicester City, I, I don't think anyone expected them to ever win the title, which should happen. You have Watford playing great. Um, you know, Cardiff City and, and, and all these other squads. So, I mean, it's a great league. It's an awesome team. Again, I'm just hoping that we can get more wins. You know, for me, I think, as a lot of people, I always expect, you know, a Saturday to go in where you're going to have Manu 3-0, 3-1, 4-2, 3-2, at least three goals a game. But, again, one goal is always is always good to get points. So uh, what any closing thoughts that you have on, on this topic? No. I just think that we need to keep playing the way that we have been. Yep. Stick with the manager. Don't sack anybody out sure. of <laughs> out of uh, you know reckless judgment. Yep. yep. It doesn't make sense to to ditch the plan. Sure. It's only three years in mm-hmm. to the project that Jose signed up for. Yep. And to get rid of it this early just kind of promotes a culture of a club in turmoil. Yep. That doesn't have a plan moving forward right and it wouldn't make sense yep. to get rid of a manager without a plan sure and i think that the squad is obviously good enough to compete for the top six in the premier league we're good enough to win in the cups yep. good enough to yep. win in europe and that that's all we need to do we need to keep playing i think the sure. players need to rally behind the manager and i think we'll be okay yeah well uh, again this was uh Sheck sports or as i like to say now uh the Schechter zone uh, shout out to Brandon Davis. Uh, I love this guy. He's a fellow brother of mine. Uh, shout out to Phi Kappa Sigma. If any of you don't know that are followers, we had our first legit homecoming in over three years, um, which is very big for us. Um, shout out to Pierre Comatau, some other guys that couldn't be here today. Um, hope to be back soon in the spring for BBC, our alumni event. Um, we'll obviously have Brandon on the air another time. And this was brought to you by... Planet Fitness, no judgment zone. Um, I'm going to say Shaq Sports, and we'll catch you next week.